1: and welcome to the Tuesday edition of The View from a Pew here on your local radio station. You can also find it on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew or on about 27 different podcast sites. Congratulations, Garth. You are the best producer I've ever worked with. 27 podcast sites, including all the regular ones, iHeart, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and uh, soon, soon to be coming to Roku with our own Roku channel. All right, so Theo's on the line, and it is week 52. We've been looking at the 17 characteristics of those who are in Christ. Today, we look at number 11, that we are no longer in bondage to sin. (sighs) So what's the big idea today, Theo? Mac, great to be
0: with you. The big idea of the day for week 52 is justified believers are in Christ Jesus, no longer in bondage to sin. Today, Mac, you and I will continue our discussion of what it means to be in Christ, as stated twice in Romans 8, verses 1 through 2. We have been going through 17 things that are true about those who are in Christ. So let's pray and review. Thank you, Lord, that we can be together today to study the book of Romans. Considering where we are in Christ, may we understand that we justified believers are in Christ Jesus, no longer in bondage to sin. Thank you for the gospel, the good news. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He rose on the third day according to the scriptures. In that process, he gave us the free gift of salvation through faith only. And now may everything we say and do be honoring to you. In your name we pray. Amen. So Mac, for many weeks we've been talking about Romans 8, verses 1-2, through which uses the phrase, in Christ, twice. Verse 1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Secondly, in Romans 8.2, it describes the principle or power, nomos in Greek, called the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which can overcome the principle or power of sin and death, which Paul said had imprisoned him back in Romans 7.23. Let's continue our discussion about that by looking at some of the characteristics Romans chapters 5 and 6 say about those who are in Christ.
1: Okay, but my question is always the same thing, and this is where I get lost. And perhaps Satan just puts up a, a, a earmuffs on me so I can't hear the right answer. But if we're in Christ, why do we still sin? It's, it's, it's like there's still overwhelming darkness in me.
0: Ah, well, that's a great question, Mac, and we're going to get to that uh, later on in our discussion today when we talk about the 11th truth, that those who are in Christ are no longer in bondage to sin. They, st- they still sin, but they're no longer in bondage of that and that's our 11th truth last week our 10th truth was those who are in Christ are figuratively raised from the immersion conversion process to walk in newness of life the new self but let's go ahead and get into this this uh, sin issue Uh, and and chapter 6 is really uh, very good about that because it talks about the believers relationship to sin In order to do that, let's just go ahead and read our verse for the day out of Romans chapter 6. And that's Romans chapter 6, verse 6, where it says this. And by the way, I quote this a lot. I've got it memorized. This is such a helpful verse for people that are struggling. It says this, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him, so that our body of sin would be done away with. So that we would no longer be in bondage to sin. So what we see here, Mac, is we are no longer in bondage to sin. Some might translate that we are no longer m- under the mastery of sin, or some translations say we are no longer slaves
1: to sin. And that's what Paul What's called.
0: It. Yeah, he well, yeah, he probably used the word slavery because. Uh, unlike American notions of slavery, about a third of the population were on slaves, and that was a form of employment back in right. the Roman times. But uh, what they're saying here is our old self, that was our self that was in Adam, the one that was cursed in Genesis 3, that old self of ours was figuratively crucified with Christ. And our old self did indeed die. It's dead. And we have been born again. We are a new self. Our new self is no longer in bondage or in slavery to sin, according to Romans 6-6, which we just read. Okay, so...
1: Go ahead. So before um, Jesus mugged me, we'll just use my case, the time in which... Jesus came to me and said, you're mine. And for those of you that haven't heard the story, I'll share it with you sometime, but I had no choice. It was it. He called me. That was it. Before that, I didn't even think of sin. I I used to think I didn't have a conscience because I'd decide what was right and wrong in my life, and therefore I was most usually right. But now the question comes that we are no longer a slave to sin. And I'm going to use the word slave dead, okay. because that's okay. what Paul uh, uses in, in in much of uh, Romans and others. Okay. Now, so you're telling me that bondage and slave to sin are the same? Bondage to sin same. and slave to sin is the same?
0: Yeah, it's just, it's just a more modern term that connotes the fact that you are under the mastery of something.
1: Okay, so what's th- the difference between... Before July 20th of 2010 for Mac, and after July 20th of 2010 for Mac.
0: What's the difference?
1: Yeah, that was the the day that Jesus came to me and said, You're mine. Scared the living daylights out of me. I poured myself into him like I poured myself into everything else that was important to me. And now reading the gospel and having a relationship with him was the most important to me. I sinned before that. I sin now.
0: Yes.
1: Let me see if I can use...
0: Yeah, let me see if I can use some street language instead of using high-sounding theological terms. Before Jesus mugged you, Mac, your think and act, that would be your thinking and your doing, was in slavery to sin. Your thinking and your doing. Or in other words, some people might call your instrumentality that can affect your surroundings. It's the instrument. By the way, that's a term that we find in Romans 6.13, if we want to go back and where, where Paul talks about our instrumentality. That aspect of you, Mac, was enslaved to sin. And for all humans, they have that same problem. Theologically, I've I've got to help myself. Theologically, they call that being in Adam. Your ability to think and act. Was enslaved to sin. What happened after that, Mac, was your ability to think and act was no longer under the mastery in slavery to the power of sin and death, which we talk about in Romans 8 2, and that's why we're in these verses. Does that help?
1: No. 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 Okay. And I, and I, I'm, I don't mean to be offensive, but I, I don't see any difference between before Jesus mugged me and after Jesus mugged me, except now I know I'm not supposed to sin, and there's a consequence to it. And it isn't the consequence that scares me. It's the fact that Jesus invited me into a relationship with him. And yeah. I would never take what's important in a relationship with Jesus and just throw it away like I used to. I don't care who it hurts. It's it's the way I want to do it.
0: okay hey. Okay, well let's let's let me add one more variable then to this think and do do thing that I gave you, and that is you used your think and do used to be mastered in slavery to sin. Your think and do now, Mac, is in slavery to the Holy Spirit. Does that help?
1: Well, yes, because I certainly don't sin like I used to. I mean, I I, I sinned all the time and I didn't know it was sin. It didn't matter to me. It's the way I wanted to do it. I didn't have God in my life, so I was doing it the way Satan wanted it done. didn't, didn't know that. But now I'm a slave to the Holy Spirit. He, 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 um, he justifies—no, not justifies. He, he teaches me the difference between sinning and not sinning, and now I don't want to sin, just like Paul writes. I know what I'm not supposed to do, but I do it anyway.
0: Okay, yeah, and that goes back to our study of Romans 7.21, where he says, I find then, the Greek word nomos, I find then the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. So, the Holy Spirit now is your master. You are in slavery to it, but guess what, Paul? Guess what, Mac? You can still rebel against your master. You can still go your own way, and, and we call that following our flesh. And it's there every day, It's a nomos. It is a continuous influence on us. And that's why we continue to sin. You asked me that earlier in the show. That's why. Because we have that nomos of sin and death. And it influences us every day. But the good news is the nomos of the Holy Spirit, which is discussed in Romans 8, 2, is more powerful than that. Because it says this nomos... Of the Holy Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the nomos, that's Greek, from the power of sin and death. And so that's the great news, Mac. We're, we're in this tension where we have our flesh struggling with the Holy Spirit in us, but we have more power than the flesh has. Or that, uh, I'll just go, flesh really is our selfishness. It's our selfishness, it's our self-exaltation called pride, it's our self-fulfillment, you know, drug, sex, and rock and roll, and it's our self-preservation, you know, I want to have the most money of anybody in my state. Um, All of those things, those self-things, selfishness things, are all continuously trying to
1: influence
0: our Holy Spirit
1: new self. All right, there's the answer for you so thankful when Theo's here we can figure that out. The Holy Spirit lives within me and he teaches me the difference between sin and ch- and, and choosing to serve God. Thank you. That's the Roman Road for today. Thanks to DivineTruthChristian.com where all your Christian supplies are there. And thanks for listening. Store where you'll find more.